So that's a different theme tune to our uh, episode three of our podcast, Peg. So do you uh, do you want to tell us why we've got our different theme tune? <laughs> yeah. So uh, people will have noticed that was brass. Yes. Now, to be fair, brass is not the kind of band we generally talk about on this podcast. You spin me right round. Philum, what's it called? Philum Peg? Philum Peg, you spin me right round. You spin me right round. Okay, so this is the podcast where we talk about, we call it 80s music, but it tends yeah. to be a kind of certain genre of 80s music, it doesn't does. it? It tends to be much more, how can we put it, sort of a more neuro alternative indie. Yeah, yeah, but a new romantic, bit of just independence, just as you say. So, bros isn't what we would normally do. And <laughs> I had to, to find this. <laughs> <laughs> I had no bros in my music collection, so I was on eBay buying the uh, best value for money single that I could find. <laughs> Hence, I got this. I owe you nothing. I owe you nothing. Well, it was two pounds thirty-nine. Actually, was it? it was two pounds thirty-nine. But that was money well spent. Yeah, two pounds thirty-nine for a bit of uh, bros vinyl. We will come yes. to the fact that that was actually vinyl that yes. we were playing. Actually, no. Let's do that now. Let's, let's do, do that, that now. now. It's okay. So the format for this podcast basically is that me and you don't actually really know each we other. We don't. We say that. Is this the third episode? Third, fifth, fifth time we've met. Fifth, yeah, fifth time we met. <laughs> Third episode. Okay, so we're going to have to stop saying that we don't actually know, know each other soon. Because we're just starting. Because we are starting to know each other. Although, people do say our chemistry is pretty good, Phil. They do. Two peas in a pod is the, uh, the most famous thing that they, uh, you know. It is. When will we be famous? It, well, when will, when <laughs> will we be famous is the big question. But, um, yeah, so the, the format is that neither of us know what we're going to talk about no. before we start. Generally, you bring a bag full of tapes and tickets and CDs and things like that. Today, we thought we would go pure vinyl. Uh, and for two reasons. One, to help us get this out quicker so that we do the less editing. But we just thought it would be lovely to have a bit of live vinyl action in the background while we're speaking. So you rang my doorbell and I was expecting you to turn up kind of <laughs> laden down. And there you were with this just tiny little It's a little case. dinky circus. It's a lovely little record player. I love it. And I've sort of taken it with me to quite a few places. So it is... It's the equivalent of a walking 80s MP3 player, really, isn't it? It's fabulous. It's, it's, it's really, It's really fabulous. Um, and I've just been enjoying actually lifting the needle yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have we got some two pences that we can stick on oh, the top? Oh, we yeah. used to sit the two pences on the top on. to hold it down hold to it make down. sure. It you know, didn't jump. Do you, know, do you know what I've got? <laughs> and a, a whisk out which I found. This is a real rarity. Look at this. Flexi disc. Flexi disc. Oh. Flexi disc. I don't what even is know. It? What is it? Uh, I, I what don't even know. It. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Sky Flexi Disc. Oh, it's a private eye one, 1989. Okay. So we still hit the 80s. All right, but go, go and shake but it again. Come on, come on. We need Flexi Disc. Flexi Disc. They were free, weren't they? Free giveaways. They were free giveaways. So, uh, so basically, we're doing this all off vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. All on vinyl, a vinyl revival. Uh, who does that? Who is that? It, who is someone who does vinyl revival? Yeah, 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 I was hoping it. when we first put that on for the intro that we would hear some, some crackling. Yeah, we might and hear crackling. Jumps. Can we, we have a few crackles, a few uh, jumps? We will get a few crackles, a few jumps looking at this. I'll this. tell you what you haven't got though. It hasn't got an arm. Do you remember how you could stack yeah, up about you four could or stack five, five records, couldn't, couldn't you? you? And the fifth one would maybe not quite play, would it? Yeah. The fifth one would be balancing precariously and there wasn't enough weight. And the actual, uh, the, the needle was higher than it sort of could have been. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, and of course, we've been blowing <laughs> on the needle. Yeah. Yeah. All these things Keeping that, that these youngsters going. have no idea what yeah. about. But yeah, this is what vinyl was all about. So it's fantastic. Because another reason we can't edit is that for some reason, my bloody sodding, yeah. I was going to say another word, but I'll try not to 
laptop has decided it won't play any sound. I know, today. which is a bit of a pain, really. For, in this game, for, you, for, your for game, me, for my game. It's your bread and butter, isn't it? So it really isn't very good. That's a little bit of a pain. So yeah, so what we've been okay. doing. So you need to you need to need tell to, us about I need Ross, to tell us about Ross. Okay, so uh, in my professional life, I do lots of interviewing people. And um, summer, so it's festivals, yeah. and over the summer I do quite a few sort of festivals and host events yeah, and yeah. host stages and stuff like that. And uh, the Bradford Literature Festival invited Luke Goss to Just come and talk about his new book. Brilliant. They also did a, a showing of When the Screaming Stops, the film. And then they invited him to come and talk about his new book. And I was asked, would I like to do the In Conversation with? So I had In Conversations with, I had eight over the week. And uh, I had one uh, about female masturbation. Uh, I had an, yeah, another one about witchcraft. I had two on um, sort of the economics. So I did Paul Mason looking at kind of oh, yeah, 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 where, the what, where we're time. going, yeah, where we're going as human beings, and the whole question of algorithms and the economy yeah, yeah, and where it's yeah. going. I did another one which was all about the crash of two thousand and eight and what happened there and why it's the super rich have got rich. And I did Luke Goss. Well, no, you may like you may no, no, like not at no. All. I'll tell you what, actually high-level stuff I'm, I'm giving it to Luke so we'll be totally honest okay I did ask to do this one and I did yeah. really want to do it I wasn't a Bross fan though no because I'm the same age as him as I told him when I was interviewing same age so yeah. by the time Bross came out it was it wasn't yeah in fact I think he said to me he said you were listening to The Cure and stuff like really? that really <laughs> yeah yeah well that's so, sort of quite nice really because he's a bit of a rocker you know yeah yeah I, I think he was the because yeah, we've got you, you've got to say he's the drummer he's the drummer and um, if you look at when the screaming stops, he's got T-shirts on. There was, I think, fam I did make a note. There was Nirvana. There was Green Day. There was Soundgarden. There were, do you know what I mean? Cobain. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, so he, know, he knows. His, so he, he hopefully knows. His you rock. know. So anyway, so I interviewed him, and um, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I also spent ages trying to work out what clothes do I wear because I knew it was being filmed. Yeah, so I yeah, might yeah, be on. Yeah. I might be on BBC Four tonight. We'll see because oh, it's, it's Frost Night tonight on BBC Four. Uh, I'm just really hoping I make it into the. So oh. I knew there were film crews coming yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that kind of thing. And I was really nervous because I'd never done a big in conversation with someone so famous. And people no. have been tweeting me for ages in the run up. You know, I was thinking, oh my god, am I going to get stalked? And from a social media side, oh, very, you know, very all big, of that kind of thing. So I was really nervous, and I knew that when I got to meet him, I was going to have to get through security. Security and because of course he can't just walk around. No. The, do you know what I mean? Yeah, around yeah, the place, yeah, he's yeah, going to have to yeah. get through his people and security and all that sort of stuff. And um, it was just amazing, actually. It was absolutely amazing. So I spent ages working out what to wear because I have this thing that whenever I interview someone very rich and very famous and very stylish, I will only do it in clothes bought from a charity shop. Brilliant. It's just me. No, 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 I mean, no, no, most no, my TV clothes sense. come from charity shops. It, it's my kind of little bit of rebelliousness. That's good, that's so, good. Um, anyway, but you know, I, I, it was it was great. And I tell you what, he was amazing. Fantastic. He was absolutely amazing. Now, musically, as we know from what we we're, will, we're quite we will far know, apart. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I think that's a fair thing to yeah. say. Anyway, so uh, I met him for twenty minutes before we went on stage. 
and he was just fabulous. Oh, lovely. So you got a bit of time in oh advance. Oh, my so God. Didn't. I just really, I mean, look, okay, I've gone all star. I know, now. I know, you know, no excuse. I've just yeah, glazed yeah. over because that is the She's truth. She's in the moment still, I am even in the now. Moment. When, 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 I when just completely here. am. Well, that's lovely. I just, oh, my God, this man is like, is like my ideal type of bloke. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Honestly, just, he's, he's really deep. Yeah. He's really intelligent, really clever, very thoughtful. Uh, very emotionally open. Yeah. You know, really just good. really, and he's got big muscles. Well, I know he is because he's, he's the drummer, isn't he? So he will have big muscles. <laughs> he's, got, he's pretty. And, and, and he's, and he's, he's got good body. Let's be honest I know, about it. He's, he's got I'm, very good I'm body. Sad, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, however, he's, however, he's got a good body. But he came across really well, didn't he? In the, yeah. When when they had the documentary, yeah. I thought out the two, he came across really quite smart and a little more level-headed. So and he's really, and we talked of the things we were talking about, because this is what his book's about. We were talking about meditation, anti-consumerism, have we gone too far? Uh, I nearly, uh, look, if you're listening to this, I nearly did send you a link to going backwards my depression mode, because I thought if you don't know it already, oh. you probably will love that. Because he talked about where smartphones have taken us yeah, and how yeah, we don't yeah, communicate yeah, yeah. with each other, and now we need to just put them away. By the end of the evening, by the time um, everybody was asking him for uh, you know the questions, they were all asking him personal life advice. Anyway, oh. so I sent him a message. I sent him a message saying, you know, Alanis Morissette's done it. Have you seen that? She's become like this sort of yeah, personal she has, development she? guru. guru. Yeah, yeah. She has. So she's become the female version. You could become the male. Because I'll tell you what, they were all desperate for they Luke. They would lap it up. He was advising them on what to eat. He uh, was advising them on uh, yeah, social, not, not getting obsessed with social media. Advising them about dealing with family relationships. I mean, really, Everything. you know, it wasn't at all what you would, what expect. You would expect. Anyway, but unfortunately, so I said something really silly at the start. <laughs> Go on. But so we, sit, we sit down and I said, uh, I started off. I did tell him beforehand, before we went on, I said, I need to tell you this, that I really liked you reading your book. I said, I really, and, and he actually said to me, did you read it? I was, of course, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's really, well, not um, everyone will, I read 300 pages of, uh, you know, Paul Mason. Yeah, yeah, you said, yeah, yeah, you did <laughs> so, the hard yards there. So, yeah, um, but, you know, um, I said to him, I really, and I did. Anyway, so we sit down, right, and we've got on, re by this point, we've got on really well. He's just not my brother, by the way. That's the other thing. He was just not my brother. And uh, so we've got on really well. We sit down. <laughs> so I said, well, I said, I have to tell you, Luke, that uh, the film was the highlight of my Christmas. I said, genuinely, it was the highlight of my Christmas. I watched it twice. It really was the highlight. And then I said, without thinking, mind you, I had a really crappy Christmas. <laughs> So and he burst down laughing, he burst down laughing, and he let him, and he touched around, and he said, he said, thanks for the big up. <laughs> 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 anyway, so we do this whole thing, and it was really quite serious, a lot of it, yeah. and uh, we get to the end of it, and I just think, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lighten it up a bit, you know, so I said, can I, I ask you a final question then, just before we finish? Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you a final question. So, uh, um, you know, there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of people in this room, and I went, are you better looking now than you were then? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, everybody started cheering and going, yes. And yeah, I was yeah, waving yeah, and going, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. come on, yes. And so I just finished the interview by saying, because I can't help this, I just didn't finish the interview by saying to him, well, I fell in love a bit in love with you when I was reading the book and I've fallen totally in love oh. with you over the last hour. 
Oh, yeah, it's only it's a bit of a habit of mine interviewing people who live abroad and falling madly musicians and then falling yeah, in love with them. But you know, um, he, he just was absolutely amazing. So, if by any chance you are listening to this, anyway, the rest of the story goes like this. So, then we got invited to go, me and some friends, well, me and he said, bring some friends of you, we got invited to go to the Bros Gig in London, oh, which we did. Uh, he invited us to go, which was just amazing. And we went down the Bros Gig in the VIP areas and all that. Brilliant. Sort of so, you had the get, you know. did they check the guest list or was it just no, no, all right. no, no. So, um, but it was really amazing. But what by this point, I've become famous yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am now famous with brass people. So brassettes and brass lot are coming up to me going, oh, Peg, come out, can I have your photograph oh. and stuff? And there was some other, there's loads more I could tell you about some really moving things that happened where he was interacting with the fans. He was really respectful of the fans, yeah. really respectful of them. He knew loads of them by name, which Fantastic. amazed me. Yeah, yeah. He was really respectful of them. Um, and there were some really sad stories that people taught. And they oh. talked about how him and Matt had got them through really difficult times. And, uh, and he was just so open to them all. I was really impressed. Oh, and he didn't seem to take any of it for granted. Oh. So to me, it was, you know, it was a real thing of here he was, so incredibly famous. Yeah. Um, and also very humble in lots of ways and very respectful of his fans. Oh, well, that's, that's, I mean, if you're there, if you do that, you've got more than half a chance of, yeah. of really sort of, you know, relating yeah. to them and, and being close to them and then being close in, and in he, return. he talked about amazingly open things in the interview. He talked about in the, in the session, I mean, I like to think this is, because this is what I do is I get people to yeah, talk, yeah, so yeah. I like to think I'm part of doing that. But he talked about feeling suicidal and he talked about God. how life had been really difficult and how he'd ended up with absolutely no money when he didn't yeah. have money for food and, you know, all those kind all of things. All the stuff so really did open up to you. Yeah. So it sounded a real sexy. Yay! So that's Brilliant. like about Bross. Oh. And now tonight, going to watch Bross Night all night. So yeah, Bross Night on BBC Four. So and mm. look out for Peg. Yeah. Look out for Peg. So, but... <laughs> what are you going to well, say? I was going to say, okay, uh, him and Matt are unbelievable musicians. They really yeah, are. Yeah. Unbelievable musicians. Mm. I think to be in that, in that game for so long, because they did Vegas, didn't they? Well, Matt does Vegas, Matt yeah. does Vegas. You yeah, can't, no, you you can't, can't fake it. No, you've you got to have it. a certain level of, of... Really amazing musicians. Yeah. Still wouldn't say necessarily that it's my kind of genre Doesn't of music. Matter. Doesn't but, matter, it's a great And they put on a great show. And the best bit of the show for me, I'll tell you, Go was... Uh, so you've watched the film, haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah stuff. So you've seen the film. And you've seen all the gifts yeah. and everything that go round and round and round, which mainly are Matt, to be yeah. fair. Uh, so they actually they started playing superstition, oh, and then he just went. Uh, I made a conscious decision <laughs> to stop to not be superstitious, thanks to Stevie Wonder. And I thought, oh, sense of humour, oh, sense good. of humour. I, I saw Nick Kershaw do superstition. He did a really good version. Did he? Yeah, Nick, I've got Nick Kershaw stories. Oh come on, let's talk Nick Kershaw. Look, come on, let's Should talk. Do, because well, I he's playing Nick Leeds Kershaw. next Friday, isn't he? No, he's not. Is he's he? the, the orchestra, orchestral, you know, in, in Millennium Square. Square. Is that yeah. the, not the Back to Basics thing? Is it? No, it was the next week or the week I think it's next Friday you know the learning Carol, Carol Decker's Carol Decker power, I've got, I have got a Carol Decker to Johnny Hayes Jazz Johnny Hayes Jazz Jimmy Blimey. Somerville oh, I love Jimmy Somerville Jimmy Somerville it's all next I'm sure it's next Friday oh, I need Millennium to try and get press, press ticket get press tickets come on we should go down for the yeah, podcast should we try and get press yeah, tickets yeah, let's try and get press tickets do a, mm. pod, do a live podcast let's talk about that Nick Kershaw Nick Kershaw so he's only about five foot three isn't he he is he's look, I've seen him five or six times yeah. live and I saw him in the 90s and he brought out two brilliant albums an album called To Be Frank no one bought it mm -mm. really and then he did another one after that they were just brilliant piece of music really skilled musician he's the guy 
that Ed Sheeran almost copied in the style when he did his um, he does his solo gigs because he was the first to do the sort of tape loops bit. Yeah. Uh, and the first person to do all, you know, uh, a whole host of stuff where he's just working on his own. Have you got any Nick Kershaw in your pile? Do you know what? Let's just have a look. Do you I know what we'll try and do? I'll tell you what, because otherwise we're going to have no music in this. I'm going to try something, right, this is not going to sound great and this is not final, but I'm just opening up my phone and I'm going to go on Spotify and find some Nick Kershaw. I oh, know, wouldn't it be good? See, see what I did No, there. I'm not playing wouldn't it be good, though, I know, but, but I'll... Uh, uh, I am just going through. Go on, anyway. So go on, go back to Nick. So, so Nick. So I saw him, and it was Shepherd's Bush Empire. There was about hundred people there, and he was fantastic. And then I saw him again at Sheffield. It was a solo gig, Mm. and again he was just brilliant. Just doing, just doing a lot of acoustic stuff, and he does a lot of acoustic stuff. Then last year I saw him in uh, Islington. Yeah, and uh, he uh, all of a sudden the. he said, "Ah, oh, do you know who's the who's the guy that I did the one and only with?" He uh, said, "Chesney he, Hawks." He, he said, "Chesney." He said, "Oh, he said I I wrote wrote it for him and he stole it off me and he's he's a big ower." I, I forgot that Nick Kershaw wrote that che- song. I tell you what, he's probably made more money. Chesney out of that, comes on he? behind him. Yeah. And Chesney says, "What you what what are you saying about me?" So obviously a big in joke. They yeah. did a big joke. He said, "Oh, why, why don't we do the song?" He said, "I need a guitar." And so the roadie comes from the side yeah. with his guitar, gives him the guitar, and they do the one and only brilliant version. However, as they walked off, the roadie they did a double take on the roadie. Yeah. Find out the following morning. Who on was show, the roadie? The roadie was thing his dad. Chris Moyles. Was it Chris Moyles? Chris Moyles was the roadie. He was there, and so he is superb live. Right. This is the this from my phone. <sighs> I just love this track, it's so good. It was Chesney Hawk's dad, he was, was someone famous. Was he in the Travel Hawks or something like that? So, yeah, I'm sure he may well have been. Chip Hawks, could have been it. Okay, that wasn't the final, but we had to play a bit of Nick. So, yeah, he's he's absolutely brilliant live. Seen a photo, and I would totally recommend seeing uh, the uh, the one and only, the fabulous Nick Kershaw. I went to see Nick Kershaw at the Leeds Queen's Hall. Oh, did you? Yeah, oh, and I was super goth, but for some reason, me and my brother Sandy, uh, who's a very, very successful musician now, uh, we were really into Nick Kershaw when oh, nobody right. kind of really was that much. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, and we really liked him. So we went to see him. And I remember I was all dressed in fluorescent green. I was super goth <laughs> in fluorescent green. Um, and uh, it was at the time, I think, when uh, record companies, everyone was saying he had to pretend he wasn't married and That's all this it. kind of thing. Um, yeah, and uh, he obviously had a, he had a big sort of scarf. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, he had the snood, neck. wasn't the he? Snood, the snood, the snood, yeah. Snood, he yeah. sort of brought the snood to life, didn't he? Yeah, oh. and um, and I do remember, so so Sandy, my brother, okay, yeah. um, when I was growing up, Sandy and me spent huge amounts of time with a little turntable like this, yeah, yeah, smoking, yeah. Our, playing, playing music and, and singing and making a lot of music, and we just spent most of my, a lot of my teenage years in his bedroom uh, yes. listening to music. And um, yeah, and Nick Kershaw was one of those ones that we found before other people really, you know, yeah, when he yeah. wasn't when he wasn't that kind of popular and successful. And I just do remember uh, this, I do remember this one coming out and it wasn't that big a hit or anything, but 
Oh um, yeah, I won't let the sun go down on me. And I just remember playing it in his bedroom and as a really liking it and um, you know. Oh, you can just bop away to the side. I have to say, though, working at BBC Radio Leeds kind of did Nick Kershaw yeah, for me, yeah, though, yeah. because it felt like the riddle was on the playlist. They did but, it uh, Oh, did it. That like, good, if I had to listen was, to the riddle yeah. once in... Uh, oh, you know. So who was on that, who's on that bill then, you said? You've got, uh, Nick Kershaw. You've got Carol Decker to POW. You said the other to POW story. Well, it actually links to Sandy, you know. Yeah, because yeah. at one point, Carol Decker was lined up to sing vocals on a song he wrote, which I think was going to be for the Rugby League World oh, Cup, yeah. the official anthem, many years ago. And I can't remember, I can't remember what happened. Some, something happened anyway. Oh, I don't know. You like? I don't know whether there was a song that Tapao did yeah. called. Because um, they did heart and soul. Yeah, I didn't like that, and I didn't like oh, China in Your Hand. No. Requiem. Oh yes, yeah. And that was a really great song, but it wasn't a big hit. No, it was no. so much better. And no. I've tried looking for it on Spotify and stuff, and I don't think you can even find it these days. I, you see, my, I remember, I remember um, the heart and soul Tapao, <coughs> and I was in a cinema. And it was the um, it was the theme, it was the background music to a jeans advert, and it was before anyone heard of yeah. uh, to Pow. And then it and they sounded like the the instrumental or, or the opening, you know, where they're sort of talking it through. Um, it sounded like an American band, and mm. then it sort of just and in the cinemas of those from, days, she was from you, Telford or something. Know, no, was she? But do you remember <laughs> in the cinema in those days where they they told them you had the best acoustics, beautiful pair of yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. stereo. And it came up at the end to pound, I didn't it? And then I got it, and it wasn't this American group. It was a big, uh, you know, red-haired girl from, as you say, from Telford or, or whatever. Or wherever she was from. Wherever yeah, she yeah, was yeah. from. But you know I mean? She had a cracking voice. Oh, incredible. Yeah, yeah. So Jimmy Somerville. Jimmy oh, Somerville. God, I love Jimmy yeah. Somerville. Really loved him. I've always loved Jimmy Hometown. Somerville. Hometown. Hometown boy. I mean, oh, truck, that is it? such a good... And, of course, that is so... Kind of, I don't like to say words like anthemic or no, whatever, but, it, but in know, terms of I was, in it was terms in the of 80, social in the stuff in the eighties, well, what was going on? Totally, hometown boy, was, and then yeah. of course when he went to the communards and he did, um, there's more to love yes. than girl meets boy, and also the one that was the one about domestic violence. That's the first one on that album. Don't know. I can't remember, but there was one there about. Um, Oh, he, he, he... About, you know, so there was yeah. loads, and I'll tell you what, uh, Breadline Britain, Breadline do you Britain. remember that one? No. Oh my God, you don't, my no. God, that is, oh, that's a, that's a tour de force, Breadline Britain. I, uh, I've sung that a few times in... Um, no, I've not heard it. Have you not? I'm, I'm just. Oh, here we go. Here right. we go, a I'm bit just, of Breadline Britain. It's very, well, it's written in Thatcher's Day, okay. Oh, right. I mean, listen ah, to that singing. Fantastic. I've not heard that. I think it says, um, this is Breadline Britain, where freed, uh, fascism's in demand oh. and freed. Oh, wouldn't it? What's, I can't remember the words. We'll get it now, actually. Here it I comes. can't remember the words. Oh, 
There we go, Jimmy Somerville at his most Somerville political. At his best, isn't that funny? Because you've introduced me, so I'm now going to go back. Oh, that's so, a great, I mean, and he's oh, singing no, on that. I just. will follow that up. So just like, like you've introduced me to that, so I introduce you to Big Bamboo. Tell us about this. Tell Simon us about this. This is, your, this is your story for the week. Tell well, us yeah, well, just, um, Simon Scott, I've been to, in email uh, and sort of... Uh, Go back uh, a, a bit messages. and explain Big so, Bamboo. Big Bamboo, brilliant, brilliant band, underrated band, and, and had, you know, some music in the 80s, and they had a fantastic... Uh, track that we pushed at the last uh, last episode called Shooting From My Heart. And um, on the back of it, I sort of got in contact with Simon and he listened to the podcast, thought it was great and he's been, he's been recording some stuff in 2011. He's done a brilliant acoustic version of Shooting From The Heart that, um, that we'll put on our Facebook page to share. But Simon, our celebrity, has sort of loved the, uh, loves the podcast Loves the show. What a brilliant name. I think he's done a bit of acting as well, but he's, he's a really cool guy. So follow him on Twitter, Simon Scardinelli, and um, listen to his music. Go on iTunes and listen to 2011 stuff because he's great and he's a. Uh, and just, you know, remember Big Bamboo uh, Shooting from the Heart. What a track that you can sort of pick up. So look, we I think get let's get, get some, some vinyl on. So what I'm going to do, we've I'm got a pile of got vinyl. Don't know where the... we're going to go, and oh, Peg is going to go you know for what, it. You know I'm really into tarot readings, don't you? I, like, oh, God, no. I, I'm, I've got a bit obsessed watching them on YouTube ever since oh, I discovered God. that you can watch tarot readings on YouTube. Can you? Oh, my God, honestly, it's turning into, oh, a, major, see, it's turning into a major problem. I'm going to have to go and get some sort of counselling or therapy. That's a bit Clinton Buckley's to stop me watching. Anyway, so this is like it. Pick a card. So here we go, here we go. Right, I've picked. Right, what? we got we've got oh, oh what a great band now we're talking of a great voice let's just so get this on we're gonna get this on we're get gonna do the sort of blow she has got such a great voice it is the right side isn't it remember uh i don't know because i don't think stay. i know this song let's just check love to stay yeah. i think it is i don't actually know this song but i obviously love her voice oh claire grogan so yeah, so I, Claire Grogan altered images. I mean, there's no one ever been like her, has there? Since, no. before, and since. Not at all, from her acting. EastEnders. EastEnders, she's yeah. done. This was, oh, this was a lovely, more sort of slow one. Oh, I don't know this one at Love all. To stay. Yeah. So we need to get a bit of her singing, because her voice just... Oh, she was just incredible. She had a beautiful voice. She was a, an absolute crush of mine. Was she? I'm not surprised. I can't imagine how anyone could not have a no. crush on Claire Grogan. That oh. voice is like silk. It is. Oh. oh, she's just adorable. Now, I've seen that I've got two Claire Grogan Mother's cheese though, wouldn't she? Well, not necessarily. I, so I, I, had, um, I had two stories. One where I was interviewing Dollar for, for my book. <laughs> And I was you backstage. Do want me to talk I know, I know. We've got. We'll, we'll get dollar in the end. So, um, what we had is that we went. Uh, I was interviewing Dollar, and um, on the table next to me, sat on her own. After was Claire Grogan. She's about two foot tall. Like she's a two tall, foot tall. Like a little mouse. Yeah. No, no, she's not. She's not. But, but just sat on her own. Yeah. And I just nodded, said hi, and I was thinking, Were well, you not just like why? <laughs> why was I not interviewing her? Yeah. And so she nodded, then she went off. And then I was sat um, at the gig with a guy that was meeting Claire. And he said, oh, I was Claire here. And I went, yeah, she sat with her. I'm just going, and he went, I'm just going to see her now. So I went, I've missed my chance. About 
three, four years ago, when I was working and I used to work out of airports, Glasgow Airport, Airside, I mean, Airside Glasgow Airport, Claire comes to the counter. And I'm just, I, I, I just come out of the office, they went, oh, you just missed Claire Grogan. And I went, what? <laughs> just missed Claire Grogan. And I spent the next half an hour, 40 minutes, walking around the airport. And then looking I for looking her. for her, and I spotted went past Deacon Blue. Two members of Deacon Blue ignored them. Yeah, of course. Sat yeah. there. That woman used to really wind me up in Deacon oh, real Blue. Gun I quite like Deacon Blue, except that woman he's, just annoyed he looks really me. Shy. He's, he's, Is he? Yeah, Is yeah. that why they had her? Because she, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, but, anyway. but yeah, they, they were there. Not with as their much song. as that breathy one in um, Prefab Sprout. Oh long, yeah. Um, what's that song? Hot dog Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Oh, it's not called that. It's the Queen or something. Yeah, yeah. She really annoyed me. Oh, I can imagine. Because it's really breathy and pathetic. Yeah. So I've tried. Anyway, going back. I so follow, you, no, I follow so, Claire. So, so you, so and you I spotted past her. And she's, Blue, yeah, yeah. Walk past Deacon Blue. Forget Dignity, Deacon Blue. I'm after Claire. Yeah. I'm after Claire. <laughs> and of course, she. Uh, and then she was sat there, and, and then she was about to board. I thought, I can't say anything. How how cheesy. So I missed the chance to give my undying love to Claire Grogan. Oh, you should have given I your know. undying love to Claire Grogan. I know, she was just beautiful. I mean, so I sat, I sat, before, sat as close to me, said hi to her, sat as close as I've got to the lovely Claire, but she's brilliant, brilliant actress. Yep. You know, see those eyes, yep. happy birthday, the oh, lot, oh, yeah. they're great life. I could be happy. She does, she does tours now with her girls, she has sort of three girls, and that's it, just a, a pure old girl band. Played yeah. Brudenell last year. Did she? Yeah, just down the road. Yeah. So, so that's our Clegg Grogan. I'm just trying to think if I've got any of a Clegg. I don't think I have. Uh, no, I haven't really got any of a Clegg. The only Clegg, no, it's just a very, very vague uh, Gregory's girl story. But no, it's too, it's too tenuous a connection. Oh, so. There you go. Yeah. Oh, well, just while we're, while we're waiting mm. on that, fee other feedback from episode two. Yeah. So, uh, my cousin also met. The human saw the human league live because we were talking yeah, about the human we were league, talking live. league live. Phil Oakey, she said, my cousin Alexa said, she said the uh, the girls were drunk, completely off key, and Ooh, Phil Oakey dear. was Phil Oakey was really not. She said everyone everyone left halfway through the gig <gasps> no. and was absolutely at the ticket office asking for refunds. They were so <gasps> bad. She said she saw Heaven Seventeen shortly afterwards, telling yeah. them all about it. Heaven Seventeen and Blamange did yeah. a brilliant gig together. Blamange, as we know, but, we love a bit of Blamange. Human League. Have you ever walked out of a gig then, Phil? Have I? Ever? Yes. Come I on, have tell walked me. Walked out the Cosmic Rough Riders, Scottish band, right, really okay. good. And I'd seen them previously at the Roscoe, and I saw them again. And halfway through, I was on my own, and I realised I wasn't enjoying it. And halfway through, I realised that if I wanted to, I'd just leave. <laughs> And it's a really, it was, it was a wonderful thing. Was it liberating? Feeling. It was absolutely liberating. I went, do you know what? I could go if I wanted to after six numbers. And so I just did. So you did. And I got in the car and I was, I was walking down. I could still hear them, them play. I thought, this is so good. It was worth the price of the ticket to be able to go over. To know five that numbers. you could. And, that, so, and it's the only time. So I'm going to tell gig. you about the only time I nearly walked out of a gig, and I'm still so traumatised by this <laughs> that I actually never really talk about it much, to be honest. I genuinely go was traumatised. So I never saw Japan live. <gasps> Which I did, but... Right. I was offered the chance, and I didn't like them at the time, and oh. I said no. So I never saw them live. Uh, and, of course, famously, they yeah. had big live in Leeds gig, and, da, 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 you know, anyway... Um, so, a few years later, I go to see David Sylvian at Sheffield Town Hall. God. Went with my brother Sandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I was mentioning, and my friend Anne Louise. And we go, and we go down to Sheffield Town Hall. And, I mean, my excitement levels were just... ...were beyond. Oh. I mean, I was so obsessed. I mean, so completely and utterly obsessed with this man. 
it got into his ambient jazz face. Oh. <laughs> Yes. No. So we'd had brilliant trees, which of course is a yes. great album, yeah, yeah. a really There's great a song album. song I surrender, isn't it? Is that brilliant trees? Is that on brilliant trees? I don't know. Is that and then one? It's one of my favourite. He'd also things. done red guitar, which was pretty yeah, good. So he'd done a few that were all right, but yeah. he was starting to move into. Actually, he did one, one of his ambient jazz songs. Um, it's called The Sun and the Moon or something, and that yeah, is yeah. a really, be really beautiful track. But he'd, he'd started to move into it. So he comes on stage and he looks really crumpled, right? <laughs> and all this ambient jazz stuff. Oh, oh God. No. Sort of his back to the audience for about oh, the first no. three or four joking? songs. No. And then uh, he does. A, then he turns around. And he does a few more. By this point, everybody's like, "Oh, and what is going on there?" And then all of a sudden, right, these sort of key. So the keyboards come in, and we hear this. Right. And everybody goes, oh, thank God, oh, thank God, thank God, we're, we're going to have a song. Yeah, we're going to yeah, actually yeah, have a song, yeah, yeah. let alone a song we know, <laughs> because it's all this ambient jazz. We're going to have a song. He sings the first verse of Forbidden Colours and then goes off into, into no. it on the I'm not kidding, people were leaving in tears. Oh. I mean, I think I stayed to stay till the end, but people were crying oh, you see, and terrible. leaving. See, I must have been so lucky then to see Japan with a oh, full, yeah. you know, in a full Would have done glory, anything to us. Oh, no. It was the tin drums so for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, right, let's pick another. Go on then, you, you pick one this time. All right. God, you know what? I'm just going to pick. Do you know what I'm going to pick? Yeah. I am going to pick a guy, Peter Godwin. I've no idea who he is. He is wonderful. So, Peg's going to put Is that David Bowie fashion, I can see Yes, there. it might be. Okay. Uh, oh, no, it's just fashion. It's a band called Fashion. Ah. So this is Peter Do you know Godfrey. what? These are all a bit obscure, these records no, that you've bought. A, a, B, C, well, come on, right. We're having A, B, C, who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, he's a got dollar there. I'm just you looking see, for... You know, now Peg's looking while I'm going to put yeah, on yeah, this yeah, Peter Godwin. Yeah, 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 go on, Godwin. put this on. I'm looking. There's, there's, two, there's loads of dollar in here. Now, Peter Godwin. Casey Fantasy, David Bowie. Oh, my God, one of my favourite records well, ever in go. the history of music. Vicious Pink. And right, I was we'll, going to mention this one to you sometime. Well, there you right, go. That's we'll, going we'll, on next. We'll put it, right, put it on, on next. On, so we're going to put a bit of Peter Godwin on. Okay. And, um, whoa, oh, here we the go. the needle's just fallen off the record. The needle off the record. Now, Peter Godwin. Yeah. Brilliant musician. Yeah. I had a... Um... Oh, listen to that starting. That's very 80s, isn't it? It is. Who is he? Right. He wrote Criminal World, David Bowie's yeah. track. God, this sounds... Oh, it's lovely. He's, and he's mates with, um, not possibly Major, written with Stevie Winwood. He looks the coolest guy ever. I'm, I'm sort of Facebook pals with him. Oh, he is brilliant. He's such a good singer. His album, Correspondence, The Art of Love. He's done a load of sessions, so he sort of made it in some ways. He is the coolest looking guy. Great on on. Can I Google what's Facebook. he called? Pete Goodwin. Peter Godwin. I'm going to Google him. He looks stunning. And is a great musician, great guitarist. He, I think he was in, he's been in a movie recently as a sort of dancer. Mm. Um, he might. I'm wondering at a push, no. No. Um, I'm wondering at a push put me if we can get musician. a little bit, we might in the future get a little interview with him. Oh yeah, that'd be because cool, because we need to start interviewing some he people. He has, um, 
he has written so many quality bits of music. And the reason I know him is that I had a friend. Is that him? Peter Godwin, that's him there. Yeah, okay, right. so yeah, 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 he's yeah, got yeah, a sort yeah. of a, a slight, a very 80s sort of look yes. there, yeah. So it, I had a friend of mine lived in the States, a guy Robert Headed, and we started, um, via Q Magazine, we started becoming pen pals. And that's how I got into all Depeche Mode stuff. And he, the only track that he didn't have was Images of Heaven. He was after it. So I got him a version, sent yeah. it him. And we're still friends now. He came Aww. across to Leeds. So he was in a band. He was in a sort of like, and he, he bought me some brilliant stuff. But as a result, I've got a real sort of soft spot for Peter Godwin's music. He's such a cool guy. Great session musician. Link, where you played with Stevie Wonder amongst other people. And he is really cool. Really so, cool. So we have to check that check out. Check Peter Godwin Let's out. Let's have a chat with him. So we've and? got... And, right, so this next one, I, I was kind of saving this up for a future podcast. Oh, there you go. Right, so this is a band called Vicious Pink, who started yes. life as Vicious Pink Phenomena. They did, I remember the phenomenon. Um, and they're from Leeds. Oh, oh God! Yeah, look, here we go. Further information: Vicious Think care of the, the warehouse, Summer Street. Oh, so, of course, they were always go. down the warehouse when oh, I was right. down there, and um, which is where I spent my Friday nights as a, a kid. And um, no Saturday nights, anyway. This, listen, get this. This is just. This should have been such a hit, oh, and I never understood why. Like we've both got arms yeah. So anyway, I never understood why this was not a massive hit. And you can imagine the warehouse full of all these oh, yeah. ultra quaff goths walking backwards and forwards to this. Right, here we go, the here chorus go. is great. We're both dancing in this We are. Drum, the drum bit. Oh. oh, this bit now. How is this not a hit? This is a really, oh, this bit as well. I didn't remember this, did I? This is such a good song. And of course, um, yeah, I remember the 12 inch version, but we're going to do 12 inches. Yeah, one we are going to do 12 inch um, Yeah, how this was never a hit, I will never they know. They are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh but phenomenal God. for the Vicious Pink Phenomena. Exactly. So um, if you are listening to Vicious Pink Phenomena, because you probably still live in Leeds, uh, like most of the old We'll, we'll get in contact, we'll get them on Twitter, we'll try and see if we can follow up like Simon Scardinelli. We've got to follow up Simon Scardinelli. Peace Vic Godwin. Vicious Pink, Pink Phenomena. I tell you, there's another one we can add to this list of people who weren't that famous who should have been, yeah. who were from this era who were absolutely shit hot musicians, a bloke called Thomas Lear. So he did a couple of he did actually did a couple of songs with that woman from Propaganda. What's she called? Oh, Claudia. Yeah, I know. Oh Cla Claudia. No, I know. Propaganda, so, heaven giving me words and all that. Uh, well, Jewel and, Jewel. and Dr. Mabuse. A Jewel is one of my favourite yeah, yeah, songs. Yeah. I love I that. love heaven giving me words. I love that track. Um, and so she did, they were called The Act when they were together. Yeah. But Thomas Lear, Thomas Lear he did some amazing stuff. And again, I never understood why he didn't make it big. I mean, you do sometimes wonder what, what goes on with these bands where you get all artists incredibly yeah. good talented musicians making music that's bang on for the time and still something just doesn't i don't know something just doesn't connect it's really strange how some people just don't quite make it i was reading we, we, we've got a band tv 21 that i was just playing some stuff through and they were a brilliant band and then 
just sort of fell out. And then the, the, I think the, the one where they had a hit, a track called Earl Joe Hands, they um, hated it because it wasn't what they were like. Mm. And I was playing some other TV21 stuff. But there's so many bands just don't quite make it. And it's just a bit of bad luck, not having the right manager, not getting yeah. the right breaks where, you know, some, know. Of the, some of the stuff gets picked up, not getting the, uh, you know, in the 80s, it was all about having, you know, people right behind you and getting the record into the shops mm. and getting the pluggers into it. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. And all of that. that. And obviously, yeah, because at that point, yeah, they used to, uh, what was the word they used to do when they used to get the, the records at the oh, charts by going in and buying them? I know, and they used them. to buy lots of copies. What, where, what, oh. what was that called? There was a name for it, I wasn't know. there? Trying to think, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I think you know, it's just so we'll, we'll, we'll maybe really come back to a bit. Of time but a we've got band to finish soon, that did, that make did, it. but did they, but also had their problems oh, because no, that did. was not a massive this wasn't, hit. No, this, this and this was wasn't not a massive a, um, hit. But, but it's one of my favourite al the, the album. Yes, is I Alf uh, which album was it? Not Alphabet City. Is it actually How to Be a Millionaire? It's How to Be a Millionaire. Okay, so ABC. And in fact, I really, oh, that's the, had to be a oh. billionaire. That's the B side. I remember, right. Sounds really bad edit as well, didn't it? But. So, in fact, I liked the later ABC yes. better than the, the Lexicon of Love. I, you see, I love Lexicon of Love. I saw that tour, the debut tour, where they did, you know, like they, they had a full orchestra whose introduction yeah. to us. It was the, the Look of Love tour, and they were brilliant. Beauty stuff. I preferred the album. I love that. SOS. Yeah, SOS. SOS. What a track. SOS is a great song. Oh, just fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, 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 of course, we get into uh, The Night You Murdered Love. Which is brilliant. Alphabet City. That, what's yeah. that got on it? When and then King Without sings, a Crown. King Without a Crown. The Night You Murdered Love. The Night You Murdered Love. The 12-inch version of that. Is oh, so it's so perfect. Oh. It's got that great, it's got that record That's scratch it. at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And straight oh, in on brilliant. that bass line. They were superb. And then this How to Be a Millionaire, they had, yeah. a, they had a little guy, and David Yarrett. Yeah, 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 they did, yeah. And a, a sort of American, an sort American of corny, woman. Corny they, woman. Yeah, and they sort of. They and gave then cartoony. They did, they went all cartoony. And then they did, um, this one had also Ocean Blue. That's blue it. Blue to be blue to be blue, Ocean oh, Blue. Um, and some other great stuff on, on um, Alpha. So, uh, yeah, How to Be a Millionaire. Yes, it's, that is Zillionaire. one of my favourite dollars, albums. Dollars, dollars, hundreds oh, of pounds. <laughs> And 50-story yeah. halo. 50 oh, yes! Oh, my God, 10, I'm going to... 20, 30, 40, 40 50-story halo. Oh, we'll have to get that next <laughs> We're going to have to get... Oh, wow, I'll tell you what, ABC. ABC. Another really just so underrated, oh. so underrated band. I'll just tell you a little ABC story. Go on, so do it, do it. My brother Sandy, who yeah. I've mentioned, okay, so, uh, as I say, he's a very successful musician. He writes a lot of TV soundtracks. Yeah. And he does, he, he does mainly kids' stuff, but he also does a lot of documentaries. Uh, so when we were down, you know, when I'm down, yeah, I go yeah, to his yeah. studio and stuff. He's telling me all this. Anyway, he started off life as a sound engineer at Radio oh, Air. Honestly. And we used to go into Radio Air and record loads of songs in the studios oh. and stuff. When I was uh, a teenager, I would sing for him and we'd record oh, stuff. Oh, brilliant. And then, um, <clears throat> so, and he used to put the put stuff out. Anyway, he was so into ABC and Martin Fry. It was unbelievable. Oh, Do you know what I mean? And he used to always say, God, I wish Martin Fry would come in. Because in those days, in the 80s, the stars had to go in the radio studios all the time. That's what they did. They toured yeah. the radio stations in order to plug the records. Do you know what I mean? They just had to go into the radio stations. And he said one day he was walking through the station. He had his arms full of stuff, right? Absolutely full of things. And um, he sort of banged into this bloke in the door. And uh, he was just so worried about carrying all this stuff. That, and he looked up and he, without thinking, he went, all oh, right, all right, Martin. And then just walked on. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Martin Fry. It's 
Mr. Martin Bray. Didn't didn't one of the band do, rob a post office? Do a post office? Of course, Martin Fry got really ill, didn't yeah, he? He had the uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma, yeah, didn't yeah, he? he? But he got through it. Oh, he got right through it. And uh, and as I say, they're still touring. I think fans saw them only last and year. And he's still got his girl, Lamis. He's still got the girl, Lamis. Uh, they do, so, they do a really Fry's good... so cool. Oh, totally. He's, yeah. he I remember him part. saying, after when Smokey sings, him saying, uh, with a little bit of arrogance, but I could write a fabulous song about a cigarette packet. Insane, but he probably could. Although, although the album up was a bit of a diet. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It was just not. So I mean, they they really did. Because of course, everybody thought without Trevor Horn, they'd be nothing, and oh, that yeah. is not not at true. all. No, they, they but kept... I even think that Alphabet City is classier than Lexicon of Love. Oh, I, I think they got things better. like the night you murdered. Totally, love. I love that, that, is that track. Such a classy song. Oh, no, no, I love without a crown. No, yeah, yeah. You see, I don't like when Smokey sings, but the other two in that I absolutely yeah. love. And then, the, as I say, the the uh, second album, Beauty Stuff, I love that. To Bit and then how to be a millionaire, all those. Should so I, I think they I got make better. Into little sad, little things, a bit sad. If Go I on. ever hear when Smokey sings, yeah, I sing along to it and sing when Martin sings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I think well, that is a lovely dear. point. Martin Gore, if you're listening, Martin, yes, I, sing, I think we, I sing when Martin sings I think to that. That's a lovely point <laughs> to finish off and hear a bit of Martin. Fading Martin, out. Martin the Fry, other Martin the Fry. other Martin, who's also a great singer. That's it. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Zillionaire, trillionaire.